be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary sat out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at that moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servants. From this day, All generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months, and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, I don't know if you've been watching some of the uh, space flights that have been going up recently, taking commercial uh, airlines to space, airships to space. And uh, like Jeff Bezos has one, Elon Musk has one. It's like they're all competing to take people into space. And so I've been thinking to myself, not that I could afford a ticket, but if I had a ticket, would I go into space? That's kind of been what I think, I've been thinking about. So I want to ask you, if you had a ticket and you can go into space, how many of you would? Raise your hand if you would do it. There's the courageous. Okay, the rest of you cowards, raise your hands if you would not do it. Okay. So it seems like most people would not go to space. Um, I myself, I'd be totally excited. I would love to do it. I think it would be amazing. Um, Now, we wouldn't have gone to space like this as we are now if there wouldn't have been one person that initially went to the moon. And so who is that person that initially went to the moon for the first time, stepped on the moon? 
Neil Armstrong, okay? And what was the famous saying that Neil Armstrong said when he stepped on the moon? So one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Now the interesting thing is, Neil Armstrong always said, that's not exactly what I said. So he, was, he gave an interview and he said, what I actually said was, one small step for a man, one giant step for mankind. And that was important because he said, he goes, I was, it was one person taking a step. And just by one person taking a step, that impacted all of mankind. And the, 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 the phrase became so famous that he started to believe that maybe he actually didn't say, uh. And it just happened recently that there was a doctor who, he works in audiology for disabled people, and he's able to, um, to work through, like, uh, uh, sensing of the skin. And so he actually analyzed the audio of Neil Armstrong, and he discovered that he did, in fact, say, ah. Uh. It was like one-fiftieth of a second. He must have said it short, because Neil couldn't even hear it on the recording. But he did say, ah. Uh. So what that means is, a man, one person, their step on the moon brought all of mankind into creation. So that was the first man on the moon. Uh, does anybody know who the first woman that landed on the moon was? All right, no one knows the first woman that landed on the moon. Well, it was Mary. Listen. A great sign appeared in the sky. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet. Mary was the first woman on the moon, and her head a crown of 12 stars. Now, I know that's uh, one image from Revelation, and I'm just trying to use the image of Mary being the first. So we celebrate this great feast day of the Assumption that Mary was the first to be assumed body and soul into heaven. One woman. It happened to one woman so far in all of creation. She was the first one to be assumed. But what that means for all humankind, we all have the possibility to go to heaven. How many of you would like to take a trip to heaven? Raise your hand if you could do it. Okay, how many would not like to go to heaven? Raise your hand. Okay, good. All right, we're all, oh, we got one over there. So the thing is, this didn't become dogma until 1950, when Pope Pius XII made it dogma. Any of you remember that day? 1950, dogma of the Immaculate Conception. Were there TVs then? There's got to be somebody alive back then, no? We just not remember this? Maybe you're too embarrassed to raise your hand? It's all right. So 1950 is when the dogma was made. Now, does that mean that all of a sudden the church changed its teaching in 1950 and we proclaimed a dogma? No, it means that all along the church has always believed in the assumption. Just like all along Neil Armstrong had said, a man. Well, all along the church believed in the assumption, but it wasn't until 1950 that it was really studied by all the, the bishops around the world and studied with the Holy Father. And then at that point, he declared it to be a dogma. So a, do a dogma is an essential part of our faith that we must ascend to and believe in. So in some ways, we have to assume the assumption. We have to believe in the assumption. 
1950, when that happened, he was really making clear what had been there all along. But a lot of people just didn't realize it or, or understand it. Our church, however, has always celebrated the Assumption. Before 1950, there were churches named after the Assumption. It goes all the way back to our early church history. But the important thing about the Assumption is when Mary was assumed into heaven, she became the first one to go there. And the promise is that when the first goes, the rest will follow. So if we are her sons and daughters, we will follow her into heaven. The other thing is that Revelation was written not only to describe Mary, but also to describe the church. So the same thing applies to the church. The church is already in heaven. And so that means if, if we are in the church and we come here to celebrate the Eucharist on Sunday and are joined together, where are we? We're in heaven. You've all taken an amazing trip to heaven from the parking lot. We're here. And so some people say, like, oh, why, you know, is the Catholic faith the same as any other faith? There's no other faith that gets to experience heaven on earth. There's no other faith that has their mother who has already assumed body and soul into heaven. There's no other faith that we can come forward and receive Jesus into us. His very true presence, his body and blood. And when we are united with him and joined with Mary, where Mary, a woman, has first gone, we will follow. And so we celebrate this wonderful Feast of the Assumption with great joy that um, we too, one day, will ultimately get to go to heaven to be with Mary and to be with our Lord.